Welcome to another episode of FTU, Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez, and uh, I wanted to do this episode today uh, just to talk about some few things that were on my mind. Um, just so everyone knows, it's Saturday, and uh, I went to the Fayetteville Comic Con, and I just finished watching the Alabama game, and uh, the Crimson Tide lost. They you know, had fought hard, but they came, came up a little short, and... Both those topics tie into um, what I'd like to talk about tonight. Uh, so first I want to start off with, I, I, um, I've been pretty active on LinkedIn, and I've seen uh, quite a few people out there who are motivational speakers, and they want to talk about how they have tips and advice on how to de-stress and prioritize and make sure that you know, you take care of yourself and you don't get overworked and don't get burned out. And there's this one young lady, I don't, I don't recall her name, but I stopped following her. Um, she takes these pictures and very nice to look at. Um, and she talk, talks about how she gives these seminars and she gives these motivational speeches. And of course, this is her life. This is what she does. This is her business, you know self-help or how to de-stress, but she's charging people for this. So I find it to be not very authentic. Now, is she? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know her. Uh, but on the other hand, her I don't know if her level of stress is the same as the level of stress of somebody who retired from the military. Her having a bad day, I don't think compares to a one of our bad days where, I don't know, you took mortars or rockets, you're hit by an IED, an EFP, you survived an IED explosion, but you saw your buddy um, not make it. Or maybe it was just something in garrison and you were on an airborne operation or an, I, I'm not aerosol, so I don't know what they do, uh, but maybe you're on one of those training exercises and somebody burned in and you had to see that. I don't think her level of stress is the same as ours. So when I see these people on LinkedIn, you know, I, I appreciate what they're doing. And to be perfectly honest, I emailed her and asked her if she'd be on this podcast. Of course she ignored me because I wasn't going to offer her any money um, because I'm not making any money off of this podcast. So and to be honest, she didn't even respond. I, you know, a, a middle finger emoji would have been nice at least. So at least I would have known that she received my message. But, oh, well, that's neither here nor there, right? There's, if you're lucky in life, you just have opportunities and you do the best you can with the opportunities. She didn't want to be on here. So great. That gives me an opportunity to um, just provide some of my insight. And so I talk about her because... Uh, again, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that your mental health and your physical health is important. Your emotional health 
you have to take care of that. You have to prioritize that because nobody else is going to do it. So if you if you're feeling run down, if you feel like you need to talk to someone, you know, go seek professional help. If not, then you should have a friend. And again, if that if that's not good enough for you, you could always email me at arantoniorodriguez98 at gmail.com and send me your phone number. I'll call you. You don't even have to give me your real name. We could talk. If it's just somebody that you want to talk to that you don't want to hear anybody judge you, you just need to get stuff off your, off your chest, off your mind, I'll listen. Uh, I'll try to provide uh, objective advice. Um, to the best of my ability. But if I'm not sure about it, something, then I, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because I, I, the whole point is to try to get you to feel better, put you in a better place. Um, this this past week, I had a buddy who uh, had a little bit of trouble um, in life. Um, fortunately, he uh, got a little bit of help, and it looks like he's going to like he's going to be okay. Um, nothing life threatening, nothing um, serious, but we were all concerned about him. And, you know, I hope, I wish the best for him and I hope things work out. Um, we can be there. We can try to support him. Um, but you have to be active. If you're, if you need to talk to somebody, then you should go talk to somebody. I'm not on meds because that's not how I want to treat my PTSD. Um, and my anxiety. So I, I, I talked to someone about it. Um, other people are on meds. If you're on your meds, you should probably take your meds. Um, I'm not on meds because I'll abuse it. I'll, I'll try to take the entire bottle at once. And I know that that's who I am. So that's why I'm not on meds. Now to get away from that, let me tell you a little bit about my weekend. My weekend was I went to uh, the Fayetteville Comic Con, right? And I wanted to take my granddaughter, but, you know, she had a, a birthday party that she wanted to go to. So I understood because, you know, this is just a small Comic-Con. Um, so that's fine. So I asked her what, what if she wanted me to buy her something. And she said, yeah, she wanted me to buy her a, a Vegeta statue. Now, for those of you who don't know who Vegeta is, you know, before when I was in the Army, I would deny, play dumb, like, oh, I don't know who what that is. It's like, of course I know who Vegeta is. That's from... Um, um, you know, the Goku cartoons, I, I forget now, now I'm forgetting it. Right. Um, but it's from the Goku cartoons and, uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball super. That's the one that we've watched, uh, lately, but it was Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball. Well, I guess he came out in Dragon Ball Z. Well, that's neither here nor there. Asked why does she like Vegeta? And, you know, I figured she'd like the hero, you know, Goku, the, the good guy. And she said, no, Vegeta's her favorite. And, Again, well, why? Why is that? It's like I said, well, he's a bad guy, and you know, she's only seven. She broke it down to me, and she's like, well, he's not a bad guy, Grandpa. He was a bad guy, um, but now he's a good guy, and he protects his family and his friends, and that's what she likes about him. And then I said, okay, is that it? And she said. Uh, and of course, um, cause she's my granddaughter. So she's, you know, a character and she says, wow, no grandpa, he reminds me of you because he, he tries, but he, he you know, he, he makes, he doesn't always win, but he tries. And, and of course she has to put in there 
And he has hair and you don't have hair, Grandpa. Ha, ha, ha. Little girl. But she says, you know, I, I like him because he reminds me of you because he tries and he, you know, wants to protect his family. I don't know if I'm doing anything right in my life, uh, but just to hear that coming from my granddaughter uh, means a lot. And so uh, I also have a friend who decided to switch from civil affairs and he wanted to go to um, SF, right? His name's Cody. And I, I received texts from him and my granddaughter always sees it. And of course, like I've mentioned before, Cody Rhodes is her favorite wrestler. She just loves Cody Rhodes, right? And so I show her that the text and it says Cody. And so she's asked me like, is that, is that a Cody Rhodes? It's like, of course it is. Who, who else would text me? And so two things that came out of that one, I asked her, well, why does she like Cody Rhodes? And again, she said, well, that she thinks she likes to pretend that she's Cody Rhodes. And then that I can be his manager, Arn Anderson, right? Because Arn Anderson teaches Cody how to be, how to prepare, how to train, how to get ready to win. And Arn isn't, doesn't give him the answers, doesn't spoon feed him stuff. He prepares him, he trains him and gets ready, uh, gets Cody ready to be a champion. And uh, she says, so I asked her again, it's like, is that it? It's like, and again, you know, she says, well, that's what you do with me, Grandpa. You help me get ready to be a champion. And so, you know, my friend Cody, he was going into the last phase of, of his training. And uh, so I, I sent him a message saying good luck. And she tells me, it's like, don't say good luck, Grandpa. I was like, well, why not? That's, that's mean. And her response is, well, no, you should wish, tell him I hope he wins. And for a second, I, I kind of didn't understand what she was talking about. But now, now I do. I, I get Given a few, couple of days, I was able to think about it. And the way I see it, when you wish somebody good luck, it's, you're basically saying, hey, I know you didn't prepare. I know you're going to lose. I know you're going to choke. I know you're just showing up and you have no chance at all of succeeding. So good luck, buddy. Hopefully... The other guy doesn't show up or the other person who you're competing with just don't show up. But when you, you say, hey, I hope you win, you're saying you're basically saying, hey, I know you did everything in your power to get ready. I know you've gone to school. I know you've done the, the training that you needed. You, you've changed your mindset. You're not afraid to win. You, you're going to do the best you can because you prepared yourself to the best of your ability. Now, you still might not win because somebody else might have prepared just a little bit more. Or maybe they have some sort of advantage that you don't have. But when you say, I hope you win, again, that, that's just us changing our mindset, trying to deprogram our, ourselves from the army and, and just being willing to open our minds to different points of view and different ways of seeing things. So instead of saying, hey, good luck, buddy. I know you're going to choke. Say, hey, I hope you win. Or, hey, I know you're going to win. Be a winner. Win it. Say something else. Don't. If you say good luck, it, mm, you're basically saying, hey, I know you're a loser. Right? 
maybe not, maybe it might not be that drastic, but just try to change your point of view is what I'm getting at. Just trying to change, change your mentality, how you approach things. Now this is coming from a seven year old, right? But we as adults, as veterans, we should also strive to change our, our mentality, our points of view. And instead of going in to a interview thinking, man, I have no hope of getting this, you know, Again, set your goal. What's your goal? Is your goal to just get practice in that interview or is it to get the job? Well, first set up that goal and then plan. Develop your plan on how you're going to reach that goal. If you're like me and you stutter or you have a lisp, then go ahead and practice saying what you're going to say in that interview. If you just want to free flow it, because that's what I did in some of my interviews, I didn't want to sound like a robot. I didn't want to sound like I pre-planned what I was going to say. I wanted to sound sincere and authentic. Um, I don't know if that was the right way to go about it, but I, I wanted to do that as opposed to just coming off like all these other people who are just sounding cliche. Uh, you know, I saw something on LinkedIn about this. In an interview, they asked, like, if you were able to have dinner with five people in history, who would you have dinner with? And they were so surprised that uh, the interviewer would ask a question like this. I don't know about anybody else, but when I go into an interview, I'm ready for just about any and every question possible because I don't know who's on the other side. I try to do my research as much as I can, but I don't know who they are as a person. So I just prepare for any question coming out of their mouths. And I'm going to answer honestly and sincerely. And it may help me. It may not. I don't know. It depends. There's a lot of factors on whether you're going to get hired. Are they actively seeking to fill this position? And if they are, what's their timeline? Is it, do they need somebody immediately within the next week? Or is it within the next two months? There's a lot of things. So you can prepare as much as you want. Some of it comes down to just a little bit of luck. Right, but you can prepare, prepare yourself as best you can. So, if it's a certification that you want, then go get it. If it's uh, civilian education, go go ahead and go get it. All right. I also mentioned that I went. Uh, I saw the Alabama game. Uh, right, they didn't win today. They came up a little short against Tennessee, and you know that's life. Uh, Coach Saban, he goes out there and he gets them ready. And he trains them, but somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. They didn't win today. And that's all right. They played like champions. They gave it their all. They did the best they possibly could. Yeah, there were some mistakes and they overcame the mistakes and they came. It was tied up to the last 30 seconds and then Tennessee pulled it out. That's how it goes, right? And that's how it is in life. You do your best. You know, you. Again, not good luck. I hope you win, right? Well, today they didn't. Well, next week there's another game. And when you go out and you look for job interviews or just whatever you're doing in life, you know, look for opportunities uh, because they're always there. You just have to look for them. Uh, you know, in the Army, we're always told, I don't know about you guys, but I always, like, look down because I don't want to be noticed because if I was noticed – then that idiot platoon sergeant, you know, who has, but maybe, maybe if he's lucky, 
he gets into uh, double digits. Uh, I won't say this guy's last name, but Jojo, Joseph. He was tall, skinny guy, had a deep voice. He was a drill sergeant. I had to try to intimidate people because he was tall and because he had a deep voice. He's he an idiot. He's pathetic. Um, and if I saw him today, I'd tell him that to his face, just like I told that Sergeant Major last week. Not because he's a bad person, but because there's leadership isn't about intimidating people. It's about getting the best out of your subordinates, about your out of your coworkers. Now, let me be straightforward. I'm not a leader. I've never have been a leader. Right? I'm good at working individually. I'm good at being a follower. If you put me in a leadership position, I can do it, but I'm not a natural leader. Um, on my best day, I'm a probably 70% leader. All right. But that's who I am. And I know that about me. And and that's fine. Um, I bring up Jojo because the way he, he tried to motivate people was just, it was sad and pathetic. And I bring him up because if you're, if you're out looking for a job and if in the interview you find somebody who's like that, then, you know, just finish the interview because you can get the reps in. But just know that that's probably not some place that you were going to, you're going to want to work. Uh, I, again, I interviewed for, to be a planner in the city of uh, Fayetteville and the gentleman who was interviewing me, Hank, he made it perfectly obvious, like clear. It was crystal clear that he just didn't care for me. Now, whether that was personal or because I was in the military, because I have more education than him, I don't know. But he made it perfectly clear that he did not like me. So, okay, not a problem. Um, he tried to make it sound like because I had to use ArcGIS in about a year that there was no way I was going to be able to um, fulfill the job, try to explain to him. I taught myself five languages or four other languages. Have a, you know, pretty good history in college. I've used this program. I seriously doubt the city of Fayetteville is on the cutting edge of uh, technology. So any advancements that were, had been made in ArcGIS, I'm sure I could get spun up within I don't know, 20 minutes. Um, but it was good just to be there and get the reps in. And so I could see that side because I originally wanted to work in uh, local government. But after seeing how everybody, the majority of the people there are just, they just, they, they're what I used to be, very angry and bitter. And I don't want to go back to being that. So why would I work in an environment like that? And God bless them because they're doing jobs that need to be uh, completed, you know, but I don't want to work in that environment. All right. So today at uh, Comic-Con, I was walking around and, you know, I bought this uh, Vegeta statue. Now I already told my grandbaby, it's like, mm, I'm going to keep it because I like Vegeta. So I bought her some other stuff. Uh, but... I was walking by and there were some uh, writers there, right? And this one gentleman, his name is Christian Warren Freed. Um, he had he had about ten, at least ten books there. There were probably more, maybe fifteen. 
And uh, so I was asking him so, to explain the books to me and, you know, explain to him what uh, what books I liked. And yes, I, I know that there's some nerds out there, bigger nerds than I am, who are going to get upset because my explanation or definition of science fiction and fantasy doesn't meet the Who cares, right? Who cares? Who cares about that, nerd? Relax. It's not the end of the world if I if I get those two definitions mixed up. Um, but I was mixing up that definition with him, and he, he didn't mind. He didn't care. And uh, he came up to this one book, and I said, well, what's this book about? And he said, you know, to be perfectly honest, I can't really explain that to you. And so he moved on. He's like, you're it's like, whoa, 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 hold up, buddy. That's the book I want. And he's like, why do you want that? It's like, if the author, if the writer can't explain it to me, then that's going to intrigue me and make me want to read it because that must be some pretty fascinating writing. And so I bought another book from him and I talked to him and he, he signed the books. He was gracious enough to sign the books for me. And, uh, he was in the military. He was in the army. He, he retired and uh, we got to talking and I, I had totally forgotten about chapter 31, right? That's a training that you can do that the VA will send you for vocational training, right? And so this gentleman got out and he went, he didn't use his GI Bill because uh, he passed it on to his, his children, but he went and got chapter 31 and was able to get uh training for this uh, IT program. So he he works in IT and he writes books on the side, right? So I thought I was like groundbreaking by trying writing my, doing this podcast and writing a mem- um, my memoir, right? My self-help book. But um, no, this gentleman has 15 books out and they're science fiction slash fantasy, whatever your definition is, right? He's He's out there, he's doing it. And now he's at these comic cons and he, you know, sound his books there and getting his name out. And that's awesome. And so I talked to him and he was, you know, again, mentioned chapter 31. Um, and I hadn't thought about that, but now, now that I think about it, you know, I might uh, apply to UNC Chapel Hill for their program management uh, program in IT to learn how to, uh, I, I don't know what the word is to program or whatever it is to make, make big bucks, bigger bucks. Right. And why not? If the VA is going to offer me this, then why not take advantage of it? Uh, I was, I went to go see uh, junior yesterday and we were talking about it and, you know, he was working on a car and he was telling me, it's like, you know, get in here. Uh, you know, you can turn some wrenches. Like, you know, I, I don't do that. And I talked to Drew about this too. It's like, I, I don't do that because I worked and I prepared myself so I could not have to do that in my off time. I take my car to somebody and they do the maintenance on it. And by doing that, I keep that person employed so they can pr- provide for their family. And I don't have a problem with that. That's how life works. Uh, you know, I'll still do the minor maintenance around my house, but I'm not going to do the roofing on my house. You know, my father did all that stuff. Um, but I don't know if I had mentioned it before, but my father had a sixth grade education from Mexico. I was looking through some of his documents because I have his uh, his passport and I have his uh, like some of his uh, 
IDs from, from Mexico. He was a chauffeur. I don't know if he drove a bus or a cab. But anyway, like he had to do some time in the reserves. Um, that's part in order to get your visa at the, uh, the time you had to at least register for the reserves. It wasn't like active reserves, but he just had to be willing to be on call in case the Mexican army ever needed him. Right. And so uh, I was looking, flipping through the documents and he, he could barely sign his name. Right. And my mom, she had a ninth grade education and it was us, but still it was ninth grade education. And uh, I know their goal for their children was for us to have a better life. And so I remember growing up, we were never poor. I thought we were, but we weren't. We, we, we were good. We had a roof over our head. We had heat when it was cold. Um, you know, we always, uh, again, I was born. I, I've lived my life as a fat guy, right? So I know I never went hungry. Um, so they did the best they could. And so I'm in a position now because of their hard work and because what they instilled in me that I don't have to do the maintenance on my car on my off days. I have that luxury to go to the golf range and use my super duper driver and hit the ball 150 yards because my shoulders are killing me and so is my back. Okay, but I have that luxury to do that. I have the luxury of going to uh, Comic-Con and being there with all the other nerds, right? Because my parents instilled that in me. And I want, I'm trying to instill that in, to my kids and now to my granddaughter. But my granddaughter, she's light years ahead of where I was. I've had my head up my ass for the majority of my life. And, uh, you know, I realize I used to, try to think to myself that I wanted to be a good person. My, my goal was to be a good person. Well, I'm not a good person. I'm not. I mean, but I'm not a bad person. The truth of the matter is I'm a person and we have good qualities and we have some not so good qualities. But it's like that Batman movie, right? It's not who we are inside. It's what we do that defines us. So I'm not preaching to you. I'm not saying to, you know, to be arrogant or anything, but to bring it back to uh, this young lady who was on LinkedIn talking about like stress and this and that. I was trying to think about like, how can we phrase this? Well, we're not gods, right? We served our country and we went out, we did everything we could. We're not gods. The way I view us is, the way I view myself is I'm a Titan, you know, because growing up, I was a kid. I love that movie, Clash of the Titans, right? A Titan versus a Titan, right? Well, I like to view myself as a Titan because the Titans are the beings who went and they challenged the gods. And I think that's who we need to be. We need to have that mentality of, okay, I'm, I'm out of the military. I, I've retired or I PCS, I'm just done. That part of my life is done. But I have so much more to offer. I didn't retire. I retired from the military. I didn't retire from life. 
So now this is an opportunity where we can go and we can do whatever it is we want to do. If you want to climb Everest, go climb Everest. If you want to be learn how to be, become a bakery chef, uh, just to cook uh, pastries, then go learn how to be a pastry chef. If you want to learn how to dance on Broadway, then go take some dance lessons and see if you can make it out on Broadway. Don't let other people's opinions affect you and keep you from accomplishing your goals. Okay, before, there's no way I would have admitted I, I was going to a Comic-Con, but I was there, you know, my anxiety and my PTSD were, were sky high, right? So what, what do I do? I know that it's going to be sky high because there's a lot of people, but I want to live my life. Um, so I did what I did when I was in uh, Iraq or any stressful place. I, I put my headphones on and I walked around. I just kept moving. I didn't, didn't stay in one spot too long. I just kept moving and I had my headphones on. Now, I think it went from like 10 to 6. I was there probably from 11 to about 2.30. And that was enough for me. I, 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 If I stayed any longer, I might have had an incident. So I left. And that's all right because three and a half hours is better than zero hours. It's better than just sitting in my house, watching TV, drinking beer, putting on 800 pounds, not accomplishing any goals. If, if that's what you want to do, you've earned that right. Go right ahead. Um, but I just ask like, that you see, identify what it is you want to do and then go, uh, go accomplish that. You know, uh, I was talking to one of another buddy, Chris, we we're talking about like, I like to go to uh, Deepak Durham performing performing arts center to go watch Broadway shows. If I was in the army, it's like, Oh, you like to watch Broadway shows. What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm not in the army anymore. If I want, I'll go watch all the Broadway shows I want. As a matter of fact, I have a, a poster of a, what are the Vincent van Gogh paintings right behind me as I do this podcast. And I have the video camera up so I can look at Vincent every time. Why? Because I like watching looking at Vince Van, Van Gogh paintings. I like watching other paintings, but his are my favorite. And that's all right. That's what I like to do. So just know that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. You're going to hear a lot of these people who are self-help and they're going to charge you stuff and, you know, try to sell you a bunch of craziness. It. I say it's craziness because I don't think they've ever experienced the level of stress that we've experienced. So, yes, your boss yelling at you, yes. I, I'm sure it can be very intense and very dramatic. Uh, traumatic. Um, but it's not the same. And we all know it's not the same. Uh, you know, I went after uh, the Comic-Con, I went up to the VFW because they were having a spaghetti night and... Uh, so I went up there. I don't like spaghetti very much because it's just too filling. But, you know, I went up there, had it, ate it, just so I could sit around. And I had my Sturgis shirt on that uh, Drew sent me. And uh, one of the Vietnam vets was excited just to talk about Sturgis. And he talked about it for about a half hour. And it was great just to see him smile. And, why, and you ask, why am I bringing that up? 
um, because that's something I wanted to do. I just wanted to go be part of the VFW so I can see some of our brothers, our brothers and our sisters. They're going to start doing stuff out of the community, and that's what I want to do. I just want to help out of the community. Um, so this is, was just a quick podcast just to let you know that we're titans, all right? We are the ones who challenge the gods. So I'm challenging you or asking you to go out and just reach whatever goal it is that, that you set for yourself. And if you have a, you know, an opportunity to wish somebody good luck, don't wish them good luck. Wish them the, uh, tell them that you hope they win. Tell them that you know they're going to win. Because that's better than saying good luck. When you say, hey, buddy, you're going to get this. You're giving them a little bit more confidence. Um, You're helping their their self-esteem out. So although my tie didn't win today, um, I still love him. And Coach Saban, you're still the best. I call him El Santo, St. Nick. Uh, Before my daughter went to school there, I really didn't like him, uh, but I think he's the best. When Mr. Kornheiser says, uh, Mr. Kornheiser doesn't particularly like Coach Saban, uh, and he'll say it regularly that he doesn't like Coach Saban, but he admits he's the best. And if you can get a compliment like that from Mr. Kornheiser, you must be doing something right. And when Jalen Hurts was leaving uh, Alabama, he pointed him in the right direction. So that young man got the best opportunity, so now he's playing in the NFL earning a great deal of money, a lot more than I'll ever make. Okay, so as always, take care of yourself. You're important. If you need someone to talk to, I'm here. And just go accomplish your goals. All right? So as always, zot, 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 and roll tide.